0: Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome back to Gen Z Dawn of the Fire. I'm your host Trey Redfield, and today we're gonna stay in this. We're gonna stay in sports, but we're gonna investigate an incident that is still ongoing, but starting to tie down as the um, as the days go along, as as well as people being convicted, and that is the 2017-2018 NCAA Division One men's basketball corruption scandal. So let's get a definition from Wikipedia, real quick, that stating the. 2017-18 NCAA Division I men's basketball corruption scandal is an ongoing corruption scandal initially involving sportswear manufacturer Adidas as well as several college basketball programs associated with the brand, but now involving many programs not affiliated with Adidas. So, schools, these schools are under the, um, under the program investigation include Arizona, Auburn, um, Washington, NC State, Utah and many more schools as well as Kansas too so pretty big basketball programs have been involved in this and let's get, let's get to the rundown of what my episode will include today and that's going to be the main people involved in this the schools involved that have that had NBA players how this is affecting Gen Z and offering my take on it Now let's get into the main people that are involved with this. So there were 10 total people involved, but I chose to chop it down in half to five people. So the first people are executives and sports agents. First is James Gatto, and he's an executive for Adidas. So the teams that were affected through this were Kansas, NC State, Louisville, and Miami. And he ended up receiving three quarters of a year in prison for um, his, for his bribery role with um, AAU teams connecting them with uh, or like players connecting them with their AAU teams and their school making that making that triangle within the three so having having that aspect towards it really led to the point to have Gatto be nailed the hardest out of anyone in this investigation next is Christian Dawkins who is an aspiring ASM sports agent so ASM sports is an agency that was that was Marquee in this investigation, really focusing on um, giving college basketball players money to go to certain schools, and he only received half a month in prison. Now, with this, there's um there's the judge that was involved with these two is that and that is Lewis Kaplan. So he believes they learned. So according to the, this uh, article from the New York the New York Post, he believes that he learned their lesson but he wanted a sentence in quote that will be a great big warning light for the basketball world so what that means is that he understands what has been going on with this but he wanted but he wants people if they ever do this again they want he wants them to be halted by the fact that if they ever go to him or if they ever go to another judge that was a spot that was inspired by this quote that they will be nailed, and this is something that will never, ever, ever happen again. So now let's take this into the assistant coaches, some assistant coaches that were involved. And first is Lamont Evans, who is an assistant coach at the University of South Carolina and Oklahoma State. He took $22,000 in kickbacks in efforts to potentially help players with financial issues or um, quite possibly help them with with, uh, recruiting. So having this aspect that could be used to make the program better as Oklahoma state was for only a couple of years and how South Carolina was for only like a year. So there, that, that possibility is on the table. There's also Chuck person who does, who is an assistant coach at Auburn and he accepted bribes up to ninety one and a half thousand and dollars to steer student athletes as a financial advisor. And he used this for two families. Now it's upsetting that he had to do this in, in this way because it's just, it's just, it's hard. But at the end of the day, we had to do, the FBI had to do what was right. And then there's Emmanuel Richardson, who was an assistant coach at Arizona. And he took $20,000 in bribes to potentially help the $100,000 um, potential setup with Dawkins, the Arizona head coach, Sean Miller, and uh, Emmanuel Richardson in the efforts to get Andre Ayton, a five-star recruit, and who is now, the number one overall pick back in 2018 on the Phoenix suns to get him to come to Arizona for a hundred thousand dollars. So coming up in the next segment, I will introduce us with an, with a, with an interview between Kevin Connors and Mark Schleybach further investigating what the situation was like for Arizona.
1: Mark Schleybaugh joins us. Mark broke the story in the last hour. Mark, what else can you tell us? Kevin, the uh, FBI wiretaps, as you mentioned, intercepted three thousand hours of Christian Dawkins' phone calls. Among those calls were a, at least a couple of phone calls between he and Sean Miller, in which they discussed paying uh, DeAndre Aiden one hundred thousand dollars to ensure he signed with the Wildcats uh, back in, in the spring of two thousand and seventeen. Uh, I'm told that when Miller, uh, when Dawkins asked Miller if he should deal with one of his assistant coaches to finalize the deal, Miller told him, no, deal with me when it comes to money. Mark, this is an FBI investigation. From a legal perspective, what's at stake for Sean Miller? You know, I I can't speculate what kind of uh, criminal charges he might face. Book Richardson, Emmanuel Book Richardson, one of his assistant coaches has already been charged with with, uh, six felony counts by the U.S. Department of Justice, including wire fraud, mail fraud, and some other uh, charges in in regards to accepting $20,000 in bribes to influence some Arizona players to sign with certain financial planners and uh, uh, sports agents. Uh, You know, Sean Miller, obviously $100,000. There's some questions that are probably going to be asked by the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office.
0: Now, I was, I was shocked by the fact that they never talked about year. Little, who was a five-star recruit, and he was offered by Arizona $150,000 to go to their school. Now, it's just, it's just fascinating because Arizona's a great program, and, they, and I just feel they didn't really need to do this. They have the credibility, but it questions to me, why the hell are we breaking the ethics of college basketball? And I'm going to add on to this with talking about NC State and Dennis Smith, Jr., um, James Gatto he funneled forty thousand dollars for DSJ to sign with the Wolfpack when Smith had offers to Kentucky and Duke, two really good programs. He probably could have won a national championship with one of those teams, but he decided to go to to state, NC State, out of all places, just to get the money. And it's it's just fascinating that why would he do why would he do that? because NC State had made nowhere near to the tournament that year. And then there's also Washington with uh, Markel Fultz, who was the number 1 overall pick in the 2017 NBA draft and he received 10,000 bucks from ASM. So Kristen Dawkins was involved in this as well, as well as staying in the Pac-12, Utah and Kyle Kuzma, really good player on the Los Angeles Lakers. He received almost up to 10k from ASM Sports. So the agency aspect of this bribery and the money being passed on to another player, that is, what, that, that is where Christian Dawkins is nailed. And this is where, we, this is where we're asking the questions of why, why are we breaking the ethics of college basketball? Why are we still paying these athletes? Why are we doing this when we see the consequences? Okay, now let's play back a little bit. How does this affect Gen Z? Well, your answer is that these athletes were born in 1996 or later. Maybe some of them, yes, were born in 1995, but they are still young enough to grow up in Gen Z. And you know how I talked about traditional sports being passed on to Gen Zers from Millennials and Gen Xers in my previous podcast? Well, there's also another tradition being passed on, and it's not a good one. It's tradition of money in college sports being passed on. Yes, there's this whole topic of college athletes should be paid, but you'll see my take, you'll hear my take sooner in the episode. But at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a horrible tradition that was passed on by by millennials and Gen Xers from college athletes who played in the nineties, got really good athletes who, who played in the nineties and the two thousands. wrap all this up, I want to offer my take for this. Plain and simple. Don't. Do it. Just don't do it. And I think to add on with that, if athletes want to get paid, the NBA needs to make a statement. They need to open up on the fact that they need to accept high school athletes. If they want to get paid immediately, if they want to play in their first game, tear their ACL, and not do that in college, they can get 5 million bucks for that. Here, going one year of College basketball, playing your first game, tearing your ACL—you're not going to get anything if you follow by the rules. So if you want, if, you, if if athletes want to get paid, let them go to the league. Let them go to the league. They'll be 18 years old. LeBron James did it. Kobe Bryant did it. There's no need to just play college basketball for one year if you are confident in yourself in making your way to the NBA. And I want to and I want to ask my listeners this. Why do, why do we still do this? Haven't we learned yet? Can we learn from this investigation? And if you're an athlete out there listening to this, I really hope you learn from this lesson too. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you guys for tuning in and catch y'all next episode.